in this week's episode, it's time to play catch up. I've got a ton of news to share with you today, so let's get into it. internet my name is dustin and this is the my home kit home podcast and here we look at the smart home with an apple home and accessibility focus hopefully you didn't go overboard last week with all the prime day deals going on but i hope you saved some money on some home kit gear that you needed or just wanted i didn't go crazy but i did pick up a few things for friends and family and got myself that new p2 door and window sensor from Acura. and we'll talk about that release and a ton of other home kit news in today's episode but first if you're digging what we do here do me a solid and leave us a rating and review it helps spread the word about the podcast and gives me an idea of how things are going i definitely appreciate it and now on to the news and let's start off by talking about lebanon's new matter update Earlier this week, Lebanon announced Matter support for four of their Decora line of smart lighting controllers, including a standard smart switch, a dimmer switch, a smart plug, and the most notable of the bunch, a smart dimmer plug, which essentially allows you to dim and brighten any lamps that you have plugged into it. Now, before you go crazy and start updating firmware and generating Matter QR codes, there's a couple of things that you want to be aware of. First, these products already work with the four major smart home platforms using Matter, including Apple Home. Secondly, if you already have some of these controllers in your Apple Home, you'll need to remove them from HomeKit in order for them to work properly with Matter. I'm not 100% positive this means performing a factory reset, but it probably does. The real advantage with the Matter upgrade here is local control, which you already had if you were using them in HomeKit, and multi-admin access, which is still pretty buggy. On the one hand, this is a good thing that more companies are rolling out their Matter support, making the standard more ubiquitous. But on the other hand, even if you don't care about Matter because you're all in on HomeKit, this will probably end up being a pain in the ass because you'll eventually have to update to the Matter firmware for security reasons, forcing you to reset all of your existing switches. Now, it might not seem that bad, but if you decided to go with these switches across your entire home, you're potentially looking at the better part of a weekend removing these devices from Apple Home, generating new Matter QR codes, removing wall plates, factory resetting each individual switch, replacing the wall plate, then adding them back to HomeKit, and that's if everything goes perfectly the first time, which it definitely won't. Maybe I'm just being a negative Nelly, but either way, Leviton is known for making some very solid smart switches, and you can find them just about anywhere, at least in the US anyway, including Amazon, and I'll leave those links down in the show notes. Moving on now to that new contact sensor from Acura. It seems like we've talked about them in every episode for the last few months, and that's because they've just been pushing out devices like it's nobody's business. While none of them are exactly surprising since they were previewed at CES this year, and even this sensor was announced alongside a new motion sensor as far back as last year, they're no less noteworthy. The door and window sensor P2 is Acura's very first foray into thread and comes with Matter right out of the box, foregoing the need to add it to one of their Matter compatible hubs. And in fact, you can't. And you can't even bind it to the Acura Home app, meaning that you can't use it in any of their awesome automations or integrate it into your Acura security system if that's something that you have going on. Looking at the design of this contact sensor, well, it's big. Not only compared to the original Acura door window sensor, but to similar ones from Eve and Onvis. 
It also uses the not-so-typical CR123A battery, which I think I only have one other device that uses, so that means that I have yet another battery type that I'll have to track down when it comes time to replace the batteries. I also have to say that I am not a fan at all of the pill-shaped form factor of the P2. It just sticks out and combined with its size doesn't really hide in plain sight, which is typically something you want with this kind of device that's intended to be used on, say, doors and windows. Its design is a definite departure from what Akara has traditionally done, and I'm just not a fan. Now, I haven't gotten a chance to set mine up yet since I've been traveling over the past couple of weeks, but I'm interested to see how the whole Matter thing goes, though I'm not using any other smart home platforms to really put Matter through its paces. Let me know on social media at my home, get home, including threads, if you have any questions about the P2, and I'll make sure to address them in my full review. And if you're interested in picking one up, you'll find links down in the show notes. Speaking of devices that were announced at CES and actually made it to market, Nanoleaf's so-called 4D screen mirror camera kit is available now for purchase. Similar to other solutions already available, the 4D screen mirror kit aims to create a more engaging viewing experience by pointing a camera at the screen and interpreting the colors and then reflecting that color back onto the kit's light strip and or Nanoleaf's other lighting products using their Sync Plus technology. What I find interesting about this product is how you can integrate it with your existing Nanoleaf lighting to potentially create a really unique and immersive experience for gaming or movie night. And the fact that it's kind of affordable with the 4D camera being sold by itself for 80 bucks, or in combination with a 50 zone addressable light strip made specifically for the system starting at 100 bucks. If you're interested in learning more about it, I left links in the show notes. Nanoleaf has also seemingly enabled thread border router functionality to their shapes range of smart lighting for Apple home users. While thread border router support has in fact been a thing for the shapes, lines, and elements smart lighting products for some time now, full functionality as a thread border router for Apple home users has not. This effectively adds another option for creating a thread network for those home kiteers who don't already have a HomePod or Apple TV. Although I don't imagine there are many of you out there, but if this is you, it's time to get excited. You can check out the HomeKit news article linked in the show notes for more information. If you've been looking for a Matter-compatible smart switch or dimmer, TP-Link's Tapple has a couple of new options for you. Connecting over a 2.4 GHz Wi-Fi band, requiring a neutral wire, and thankfully accommodating standard North American wall plates, these single pole and dimmer switches join Tapple's Matter smart plug to create a solid beginning catalog. However, a point of contention with the dimmer switch anyway is that its dimming and brightening functionality is controlled via a touch slider as opposed to a physical button. I'm not personally a fan of this type of control since as a blind guy it can be difficult to get a precise brightness, but if you like this style of interface, it might be a good option for you. Another notable feature of these Tapo switches is their away mode. While not exactly innovative since tons of manufacturers have been implementing similar features for some time now, this away mode randomly turns your lights on and off while you're out to make it seem as if you were home. I'm still a little perplexed as to why Apple hasn't made this a platform-wide feature for all HomeKit lighting products, but there's always iOS 18, I guess. Anyway, both the single pole and dimmer versions of Tapo's new smart switches are available now starting at $24.99 in the US. 
So IR blasters in HomeKit don't really exist. There are devices like the Sensible Air that can integrate IR-based AC units and heat pumps into essentially a HomeKit thermostat, and there are some IR blasters that offer shortcut support like the SwitchBot Hub Mini and Hub 2, but IR blasters themselves are not a HomeKit product category, and understandably so. It can be difficult to effectively manage and represent in a cohesive way all that an IR remote can do for the huge range of appliances it can control, but matter might help out here. Kind of. Nature has released Matter support for their Remo Nano IR Blaster. Obviously limited to what Matter can offer, which isn't a ton at the moment, will get basic on-off capabilities for supported devices. Interestingly, this device works within the bridge specification for Matter, which could potentially be super powerful, but only time will tell at this point. Also, this device is going for just 27 bucks, so it's super affordable, but it's currently only available in Japan, meaning super high shipping and import fees for most of the world. You can check out Simon's full article on HomeKit News for more information. It's getting harder not to mention Matter these days, so let's just stay there. And speaking of Matter Bridges, SwitchBot has added their very unique smart lock to their portfolio of devices made Matter compatible via their Hub 2. The SwitchBot lock is unique in the smart home space in a couple of different ways. First, it's a retrofit option that simply attaches to your existing deadbolt manipulating the interior thumb turn while leaving the rest of the lock unchanged. It's also unique in that the motor attaches to your deadbolt using double-sided tape, which is definitely uncommon. The SwitchBot lock also has an optional keypad, which not only gives you pin code access, but a fingerprint scanner as well. This smart lock robot is now HomeKit compatible once connected to a SwitchBot Hub 2, making it only the second smart lock to work with Matter as of the recording of this episode. But the way things seem to be going, that's not likely to be the case for much longer. Jennifer Patterson-Tui also noted in her article on Matter Smart Locks that Apple is planning on granting HomeKey support to Matter Smart Locks without necessarily needing to be HomeKit-specific certified. I'm very skeptical of this being as blanketing of a statement as it sounds, but we'll have to wait and see how this manifests. Either way, the SwitchBot lock can be added to your Apple Home now for just $99. Bear in mind that you will need the SwitchBot Hub 2 in order to get it into HomeKit, but thankfully that hub has a ton of extras and allows you to bring in the SwitchBot curtain and blind tilt motor into HomeKit over Matter as well. Links to all the articles and devices are in the show notes. Jinping, known for their sleekly designed indoor environment sensors, which I recently reviewed, links in the show notes, are back in the news, this time with an affordable thread-based motion and luck sensor. Adding to their thread-based temperature and humidity sensor, this new offering features a compact design and a flexible mounting solution, which I'm definitely excited to test out. Simon from HomeKit News recently posted his review where he goes through all the ins and outs of this new HomeKit compatible motion sensor and shows off that flexible mounting design. I'll leave a link to his video in the show notes as well as links to the motion sensor and Qingping's other HomeKit compatible environment sensors. Now we recently released our review of the Onva CT3 door and window sensor with thread and it's definitely worth considering, but they are back again this time releasing their Matter Over Thread smart plug and bringing it to the US market. Now, I've been testing this one for a little while now, and the full review is forthcoming, but I can tell you that it definitely rivals the EVE Energy in terms of performance, reliability, and certainly on price. You can get it for as little as 15 bucks a pop when you buy the 4-pack, which is a total steal. Amazon pre-orders are live now, and it starts shipping Monday, July 24th. 
check out the links in the show notes to grab yours. This comes hot on the heels of their release earlier this month of the only second HomeKit overthread button with their five-key smart button. While its name is, I feel, unnecessarily complicated, it does tell us that this device has five different buttons for controlling your HomeKit accessories and scenes. What the name doesn't tell you, however, is that each of those buttons has single, double, and long press actions, giving you a total of 15, count them, 15 different ways of controlling your HomeKit home, and that is a ton of different options, maybe even two many. The good news is that it does come with some little glow-in-the-dark stickers to help remind you of what you've programmed each button to do, and that's a nice little addition. Now, I got an early version of this button a few months back, and I've been testing it ever since, and I can say that it works exactly as advertised. Its thread connectivity is unwavering, and I love that for sure. As a blind dude, I could really care less about the glow-in-the-dark stickers, but my family has definitely responded pretty positively to them since I've been testing it in our combined living and dining area, which is where I think this device really shines. Otherwise, it's just kind of overkill. I really do have mixed feelings about these multi-button controllers. They provide a ton of functionality, but they can be difficult to remember everything that you've programmed them to do. What I find useful, though, is coming up with a system that you apply across your entire home. For example, in every room where I have one of these types of multi-button controllers, a single press of the primary or first button will always turn the lights on, and a double press will turn them off. I then apply that same rule to the other buttons on the controller that control other devices like fans, ACs, heaters, humidifiers, purifiers, diffusers, etc. Again, I apply this same line of thinking across all of the multi-button controllers that I have in my smart home, and it has seemed to reduce confusion for family members and guests, and myself if I'm being honest. Another thing that I really like about this button from Onvis is how it can be mounted. The button itself is magnetic and can be attached to any magnetically attractive surface, or placed in its plastic cradle, which is also magnetic and can be attached to any surface using either magnets, the included double-sided tape, or screws for a more permanent solution. This is nice because it allows you the flexibility of moving the button around the space where you're controlling different devices, but the best part is that its magnets are really strong so you don't have to worry about knocking it out of its cradle, unlike that other thread-powered multi-button scene controller which shall remain nameless. Man, I hate that thing. Now, I do have to say that this device might not fit into everyone's idea of beauty. It's a bit of a clunker and I do wish they would have gone for a sleeker design, especially if you're planning on mounting it on a wall. I will be releasing a review of the Onvis HS2 in the not-so-distant future, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, check out the links in the show notes for more information. In even more matter, thread, and smart button news, it looks like HomeKit has a brand spanking new company pushing out some really interesting devices. Duo is coming out swinging with three smart home accessories all supporting thread, a smart button, contact sensor, and a kind of surprising smart lock with support for Apple HomeKey, supposedly. I say supposedly because the smart lock and also the contact sensor aren't quite available yet, but the smart button is and it definitely looks like one that I need to add to my collection. Featuring a single three-action button and including stickers like Onvis is offering, this controller focuses on design and simplicity, which I definitely appreciate. I also really like the $35 price point, and it's available now. Pre-orders for the company's contact sensor are live now, and it should be shipping by the end of the month if it hasn't already. If Simon's description is to be trusted, and it is, it looks like 2.0 is going with a pill-shaped design similar to the Akara P2 that I complained about earlier. I'm just not a fan, but hopefully they can change my mind. Lastly is that HomeKey smart lock that we mentioned earlier, and it's probably the one that you're most excited about. I know I am. 
Slated to come in right around the same price point as a car as U100, the notable thing here is that thread connectivity, which I was definitely missing from the U100. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like Tuo's offering is going to have a fingerprint scanner, which seems to be all the rage with the U100. Unfortunately, it seems that the keypad on the Tuo Smart Lock is a touchscreen as opposed to physical buttons, which is a definite downside for me as a blind guy, but I doubt I'll even care with home key support. But in general, non-accessible touch surfaces just need to go the way of Friendster. The Tuo Smart Lock should be hitting shelves sometime in September, and you can learn more about all of their HomeKit over thread devices on their website linked in the show notes. Well, it appears that HomeKit Titan Eve is primed to release a brand new product that is well outside of its usual sensible and pragmatic lineup of smart home accessories with an AirPlay 2 compatible audio device. While not the first AirPlay 2 adapter, this outing from the long-trusted HomeKit brand looks quite looks quite promising. While not the first AirPlay 2 adapter, this outing from the long-trusted HomeKit brand looks quite promising, at least on paper anyway. The fine folks over at Smart Outfit Blog via HomeKit News report that a recent FCC filing shows that the all-but-confirmed and appropriately named Eve Play is outfitted with a host of inputs and outputs. It's got 2.4 and 5 GHz Wi-Fi, Ethernet, coax, optical audio, and analog inputs, allowing you to seemingly connect just about any audio source that you may have. I'm really happy to see Eve branching out into other areas of the smart home, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit taken aback by this discovery. This really does seem out of their wheelhouse, but then again, Eve has continually expanded their range of smart home devices and with largely great success, so there shouldn't be any real reason for my apprehension, except for the fact that they were just acquired by ABB. I had honestly never heard of ABB before reading the news of this buyout. Apparently, ABB is kind of a big deal in the industrial automation sector, but they also have a smart building division under which Eve will operate. I am by no means a business analyst, but this deal strikes me as being promising for the future of Eve as a beloved smart home brand. After all, Eve systems flourished after they parted ways with Elgato a few years back. In their press release anyway, ABB uses a lot of fluffy marketing verbiage, but the message seems to be that they are focused on a sustainable building future and they see the smart home as being a key part of that future. They also focus heavily on the fact that their decision to acquire EVE was due in large part to their commitment to matter and thread. This is not entirely surprising with both of these standards being widely held as the future status quo of not just the smart home, but the IoT in larger terms. Now, I can only speculate as to what this deal potentially means for Apple home users, but it could be that EVE now has a bit more wiggle room in terms of R&D to branch out into other areas of the smart home, and this could be the case given that FCC filing or their smart home know-how could just be absorbed into ABB's larger master plan. Obviously, I'm hoping for the former, and it definitely looks promising. In any event, you can bet we'll cover the outcome here on the My Home Kit Home podcast, so don't forget to follow us. And if you're enjoying what we do here, leave us a rating and review. It really does help us out a lot. Follow us on your social media platform of choice, or all of them at My Home Kit Home for our hot takes and other Apple Home and Smart Home commentary. Thanks for listening to the end, and we'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Take care.